It's an all-new season of the Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown Podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy of BigBlueInteractive.com give the best Giants analysis week to week. And now, Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. Joe Cow along with Eric Kennedy from BigBlueInteractive.com. It's the number one Giants fan message board on the web. And I tell you, Eric, after last week's game, I wasn't surprised with the outcome. I know you probably weren't surprised with the outcome because we both thought, I mean, I was afraid of this game last week. So I don't care if it came down to the last couple of minutes of the game. What's important is that the Giants got a home win and I think that's, you know, in the big scope of things, I think at the end of the year, it's just going to show up in the record. So as mad as we were about the Giants losing to Seattle, you had to be happy about them finally beating a bad team at home like the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, they just, I mean, they had to get this win. They had to, they had to if they lost this game, they would have been in really, really bad shape. And I'm just glad it's in the rearview mirror right now and it's past them. But, you know, again, it was more of the same. We've got Manning. Having a great year, carrying the team. We've got a great pass rush, but run defense is an issue. Can't run the football, so I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about that. But it's been, I hate to sound like a broken record here, but they've, I can't really tell what to make out of this team yet because, um, you know, they have games where they beat the Eagles and they beat the Bills, but then they struggle against these bad teams. So we're going to find out real soon what they're made out of. But it, it was. One of these games, I agree with you, let's just get this one over with, get a, get a win, and move on to the heart of the schedule. Yeah, and I think the Giants coming off the bye, I think, might have affected them because you saw the effects in the first in the first quarter. They couldn't get out of their own way, and uh, Miami jumps ahead to a 14-point lead, and I guess what you saw in the second half was really what Giant football is all about, especially for a home game. I thought Eli played his best game of the season the way he was just putting the ball on the numbers. I was really impressed with Manning's game because you're right, they had no running game on Sunday. And I'm just more and more impressed with Eli's season every week that I see him. And the defense shows up in the second half. You really saw the pass rush. It was the first time you had all four of the big pass rushes in there. And, you know, the Dolphins end up getting three points the whole second half. So I think that's what the Giant fans expected to see. Yeah, and and Manning's... Uh, game would have been huge. I mean, it was it was great, anyways. But it would have been huge if he had receivers dropping so many footballs on him. He had, you know, even Hakeem Nix dropped a, a long, perfectly thrown deep sideline pass. You had Jake Ballard miss, uh, dropped a, a beautiful seam pass down deep down the middle. Um, there was there was another pass by Manningham that the defender did make a nice play on, but it was right there in the end zone. I mean, there he he would have even had bigger numbers, and he's just playing. You know, consistent football, and I'm sure he's going to have a stinker in here still. They all quarterbacks do. There, there's going to be one game where he's not going to play well, and all the, all the Eli uh, haters are going to come out of the woodwork and see and say, "I told you." But he has played really, really well this year. And and the de- defensively in the first half, it was a strange game um, in those first two drives with with Miami because there were flashes where the defense really performed well both against the run and and even even on the pass rush on those first two scoring drives by the by the Dolphins and they would get in, get Miami in these third and long situations and and more of the quarterback would would scramble out of it for a first down 
Um, I, I think his scrambling ability sort of surprised the Giants a little bit, and they had a problem getting getting them off the field field on on uh, third down. And some of those plays the quarterback made were, were really impressive. But again, the negative side of that is is if a guy like Moore is going to do that, just wait to the <laughs> the other quarterbacks they have lined up. Um, the, the Rodgers, the Bradys, and, and, and so forth, are, uh, that, that's the big worry. But in the second half, you're right, the defense showed up. Um, there was a, a field goal drive at the start of the third quarter, but after that the Giants really shut down the Dolphins, and they had two first downs the rest of the second half after that first drive. And the, the way they ended the game was beautiful. Uh, uh, the Dolphins had two chances to tie or take the lead, and on the first drive, they got knocked back 14 yards with a sack and, and a loss uh, four yards on a run. And then at the very end, at the last drive, you know, the, the pass rush, two sacks back-to-back, and then the interception to end it. That, that's just great. Yeah, and I thought Eli does a wonderful job of incorporating everybody in the passing game. And I was really impressed on right after Ballard makes his first big drop of the season. You know, cause it was a perfect pass down the middle, and, and you just didn't see that yet from Ballard this year, he drops a perfect pass. How Eli goes right back to him, and then he goes back to Pasco when he's in there. And I love that because Ballard ended up making a couple of really nice catches. So I like to see that. And also, I love to see that touchdown pass he threw to Mario Manningham because that's the usual touchdown pass that he would throw to Hakeem Nicks. Right. So he looks like he really trusts his receivers. And you know what? Right now, we're halfway through the season right now. Win or lose this week against the Patriots, I have to give Jerry Reese some credit here because he took a lot of heat in the offseason for letting Steve Smith and Kevin Boss go. And for the most part, you know, Victor Cruz has been very dynamic when he's in there and he's making catches. And we saw another touchdown catch where his run after catch is really spectacular. And actually, it's even better than when Steve Smith would catch the ball, the run after catch. I mean, Steve Smith was a reliable receiver and he caught just about everything, but Victor Cruz has some dynamic moves, and also the tight end position now. I can't go on record and speak about their blocking, and I tell, and Howard Cross tells me that's going to be a work in progress. It's the same as Boss was his first season, but I really don't think the Giants have missed a beat, especially in this month of October with the tight end position, because I really think that Ballard and Pasco are doing a good job. Yeah, it's really one of the most amazing stories, I think, in football, uh, where these two guys have come out of. I mean, Cruz had that great game against the Jets last year in the preseason. I had really, really high hopes for him. Um, but he, even in my sort of wildest expectations, I didn't think he would mature this quickly after basically he didn't play all of last year because he had a hamstring issue. He didn't do much in the preseason. He didn't do much in training camp. And then he has that breakout game against the Eagles. And you kind of expect, because he's a, he's an undrafted rookie free agent, he hasn't played that much, you sort of expect more ups and downs with him. Now, we've seen some of the downs with the, you know, the slip against Seattle that led to the interception that was returned for a touchdown. But that was more sort of a physical mistake. He seems to be maturing very, very quickly. And, and we've only scratched the surface with him because he is starting to get comfortable um, with running out of the slot now. Like, for instance, the touchdown catch against Miami, that came out of the slot. And that was that's a very complicated position in the Giants' offense. And he seems to start – he seems to um, – he's getting it now. And the coaches seem to be trusting him. And Eli seems to be trusting him more now. And as he matures and gains more experience, 
You're exactly right. He's got the run-after catch that Steve Smith never had. What we needed is a reliability factor, and, and if he gets that reliability factor, and that looks like that's where it's heading, man, he's going to be a really big asset to this, and he is a big asset to this offense right now. And and him combined with Jake Ballard playing as well, and we've talked about Jake Ballard probably two or three shows in a row now, what a, what a miraculous development this has been. Again, another undrafted player. But these guys have come out of nowhere to become not just role players. They're major parts of the offense right now. Yeah, and, and on the negative side, fans really can't be too happy with the Giants running game right now, and especially what transpired last week with Brandon Jacobs, who just really always seems to say the dumbest things when he's interviewed. <laughs> really, I mean, I'm a Giants fan, and I pull for guys on Sunday. But really, not smart with the comments, and just because a microphone is in front of them, you know, you have to really be careful what you say. And if you're going to say something like that, you can't go out there and drop a pass and, <laughs> and, and, and really perform like that, especially when the team really needs you now because we just found out some news about Ahmad Bradshaw. And i just like to get what is your take now on the running back position and the future of the running back position? Well, you know, Brandon Jacobs is a guy that has one of these incidents every year. And I kind of – and maybe – Maybe I shouldn't do this, but I kind of take it for what it is. It's him being emotional, maybe not the brightest guy in the world sometimes in terms of addressing the press. I usually see him do one of these incidents where he'll get into it with a reporter or he'll say something dumb. It it makes the press for a week, and then it seems to go away, and, and oftentimes it seems to motivate him. So if this was his one incident this year, and if he goes on now to pick up the slack, with Ahmad Bradshaw um, having broken his foot, then then I have no problem with it. Let's be honest; he had a bad game against the Dolphins. That that's the problem. I, I'm a little surprised the crowd got on him right away the way they did. I, you know, they booed him right from the start from from um, with the drop pass and all of that. And he really hasn't played all that much this year. He I think the timing of his comments were dumb. He he made his comments about not getting the ball more right after he missed two weeks with a knee issue. Um, so one of the reasons he wasn't playing was he was hurt. So, and that in itself wasn't very smart. But earlier in the year, he had the big uh, pass reception against the Eagles for the 40-yard touchdown, but he hasn't had that many touches. They're going to need him now. So he said uh, he came out a couple days ago, and he said he had a long talk with his wife. Um, he had talks with his teammates, and he's going to play. It's going to be a new Brandon Jacobs this year, and he's going to put all this other stuff aside and play motivated and score a lot of touchdowns. And if he does that, I think we'll all forget that right now. Moving forward, we just don't know what the severity of the issue with, with Ahmad Bradshaw's foot is. He's, he's, he's got a stress fracture in his foot. He's had issues with both feet, with screws placed in both feet. Um, so whether he can come back in a week or two, or whether he, you know, worst case scenario, he has to have surgery and is done. I don't think that's all been determined yet. Right now, where the news just came out, and there's all kinds of tweeting and by the pre the beat reporters and all that about how long he's going to be out, and we just don't know. And even if he's not out, how effective he's going to be. So we're going to have to see that. We may ha we may have to see guys like um, DJ Ware or, or even the guy that you and I like, um, Darrell Scott, having more of an uh, having to have a more of an impact on the offense. Um, we just have to see, but right now they've got a block better than they've been doing for the run, and we just may, we may, you know, we're halfway through the season. We just may 
just come to the conclusion this year that this just isn't a good running football team right now, and the Giants are going to have to get it done with the passing game. Well, it was clear last week the key to beating the New England Patriots was Pittsburgh holding on the ball with the long drives, and the Giants are going to need that running game this Sunday when they go up to New England to pay the, play the Patriots. And we're going to be right back and talk about that game on Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown podcast. Want to see what everyone's talking about? Check out the two-time Emmy Award-winning video content at YesNetwork.com. It's the best in Yankees web shows, podcasts, and features only at YesNetwork.com. Welcome back to Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown podcast, an up-close look at the New York football giants. Joe Cow along with Eric Kennedy from the BigBlueInteractive.com fan message board. It's a great website for Giants news. If you have any questions, Eric is always great in trying to explain some moves that are made by the Giants the best as he can. And, boy, the Giants are really going to need everything this week when they go to New England and you get the Patriots coming off a loss, which is even worse. But you know what? We all feared it the last time that they played the Patriots. I know it was many years ago. And I really don't think that's something that's sticking in the Patriots' mind right now to remember a Super Bowl that happened so many years ago. But you know what, if, if, if that's what people are going to talk about and if that's what you're going to remember, then you really have to remember how the Giants did stop the Patriots. And it was through the pass rush, and they have four healthy pass rushes right now. So what do you think the keys are for the Giants this week? Well, I think you hit part of it on the, on the head. The interesting thing is with, with um, Pittsburgh beating, beating the uh, Patriots last week, they did hold on to the ball. They did dominate time of possession. But the interesting thing is that they did, they did not do it by running the football. They threw the football. Um, New England is dead last against the pass in the NFL. They're 32nd in, in terms of yards allowed in the passing game. They're actually very respectable in, the, in defending the run. They're about ninth right now. Um, and the Giants control the football, and we can't run the football. And I know the Patriots are probably going to be trying to work on their pass defense all week in practice. But I would go into this game and I would play my strengths against their weaknesses, and I'd put the you know the best player on the Giants right now, and the guy who's having the best season right now is Eli Manning. I would put the ball and the game in his hands, and liver sink or swim with him. I'd hate to see them try to you know run, run, pass, run, run, pass because I think that's going to play right into Belichick's hands. I would come out throwing the football. And I would throw the football throughout the contest, even if they get be happen to be in the same situation that the uh, the Cowboys were a few weeks ago when the Cowboys were up, and it looked like they had the game won in New England, and they got real conservative at the end and tried to run the football, and it backfired on them. If the Giants, you know, hopefully find themselves in a similar uh, situation where they're up late, I would throw the football to run out the clock too. I uh, I would pass, pass, pass on these guys, um, and I think that's a strength strength of the Giants team right now. The, the big worry the Giants have offensively is Hakeem Nick's going to play. We don't know. He missed practice yesterday. He missed practice today. We don't know if he's going to be able to make it this weekend with that hamstring. Um, David Boss, the center, we don't know if he's going to be able to go this weekend. He's got a knee issue, and he didn't practice today or yesterday. So w those are two big players for the Giants on offense. And they're gonna is gonna be next man up with these guys. They're just gonna have to they're gonna have to go with what they've got. But um, you know it would be nice to know if they were gonna be able to have those guys D defensively. The great thing about the Giants is they can rush the passer, passer, 
they're you know leading the league in sacks, and they can do it with their four down linemen. They don't have to bring the blitz, and that's a tremendous luxury. And Dan Deerdorf talked about that last week during the Dolphins game, that when you have the luxury of being able to rush the passer with only your base four guys, um, that allows you to do a lot of things um, in, in coverage that that other teams would that blitzing can't do. The the bad news is that it looked like that they, they were starting to address their secondary issues. They got that uh, cornerback from the Colts, Justin uh, Tryon, who really played a heck of a football game against the Dolphins and allowed the Giants to to play their more traditional nickel package. But then he breaks his arm in the game, so it looked like they had started to solve that problem. But now he's out of the game, so they're scrambling. So injuries continue to be a problem for with this team. They're just going to have to try their best with what they've got. I, it would be nice to know that if they had had, you know, their full, all their healthy guys there playing to see what would happen. But they're just going to have to go with what they got. Yeah, and I think if me and you were talking about this, and most Giant fans and most people that are analyzing the game, then you know, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are actually looking at it too and saying, well, you know what? If Tom's just going to stand there in the pocket, he's going to get killed. And maybe they're going to design some rollouts for him because he's not the same quarterback when he's out of the pocket. He's not he's not a mobile guy, but I'm sure they could design some rollouts and really utilize the two great tight ends that they have because, you know, I mean, Tom does a great job of just incorporating everybody, whether it be Woodhead or, or Deion Branch in the passing game. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Perry Fuel's got his headaches this week trying to make a game plan against this team, but... Uh, you know, I think they could look at last week at what the Pittsburgh Steelers did to them. And, you know, to give Pittsburgh credit, they have a lot of injuries, too. I mean, a lot of their best players were not playing last week. So, you know, we'll see how they're doing. And you're right. I mean, the New England defense is just really not that good. It, it, it's just, you know, and their, their pass defense. And, and, and I'm sure the Giants now are taking a look at that. And they're going, well, they're going to, everybody's going to expect us to throw on them. And, and maybe they utilize you know, Bass and Pasco even more this week. And I would love to see some more screen passes to the running backs out of the backfield. I love that play that Jacob scored the touchdown uh, against the uh, Eagles where, where he was out there wide open. So maybe they'll design some stuff like that because you know Belichick's another guy. He sees, Eli, he sees the way Eli Manning is throwing the ball, and he's going to do his best to try to prevent that from Eli Manning, you know, dropping back there and having time to throw. Yeah, and Pittsburgh really, really used their, their tight end very very well against against the Patriots and it'll be interesting to see if Jake Ballard can have a big game against the Patriots that might be putting too much pressure on the young guy again I mean, we, that's the amazing thing about Cruz and, and and Ballard is these guys are still you know they're green as grass I mean they 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 haven't played a full season and um, but so far, so good. They're, you know, they've they've performed. So we're, we're they're going to be in on a much bigger stage this weekend, and the Giants are going to need them. Um, I think they've got to attack them the same way that that that, that the uh, the Steelers did. I think they've got to use the passing game. The flip side, on on um, defensively, I think if you're the Patriots. There's two ways that you can approach this. I think the one thing that they're not going to do, and it would shock me if they did this, I don't think they're going to have Tom Brady sit back in the pocket, seven-step drops, and throw the football 60 yards downfield. I don't think you're going to see that. I don't think that's going to be their game plan. I think they're going to try to get the ball out quickly to Wes Welker over the middle. I think they're trying to get the tight ends involved. I think they're going to try to take advantage of the Giants' inexperience at linebacker. Um, and I think they're going to try to try to um, do some matchup issues with the safeties and stuff like that. So I expect quick 
quick passing game, try to get the ball out quickly, try to maybe some screens, some draws on that their side of the ball because they know that pass rush is coming. They know the Giants are going to be playing pass. I think they're going to try to cross them up, try to use that aggressiveness against them. So the Giants are going to have to be a little bit careful that they don't get too aggressive on the pass rush early, especially because I think they're going to, Belichick's going to try to use that against them. The one big question mark in this game that I have is if the Belichick really, really wants to cross the Giants up, does he completely get away from what they normally do and start to try to pound the football more. Now, they have a decent running game, but it's a running game that's usually set up by the pass. I wonder if they're going to try to become sort of get out of character a little bit and try to cross the Giants up. Philly's done that in the past and previous years every now and then with the Giants where they've never run the football, and then they'll get the one game where against the Giants they'll start running the ball like crazy. Uh, and I wouldn't shock me, so they got to be a little bit careful about that too. But you know, if they play true to character, if they're going to throw the football. The Giants' pass rush—it comes down to, to me. It comes down: can the linebackers, can the safeties cover the tight ends? Can they cover the backs out of the backfield? Can they cover Wes Welker? That—that that, to me—that's that's the key: the short passing game. Well, we'll see how the Giants respond on Sunday, and it's a huge game at five and two. The Giants are in a very, very good position in the NFC East, and now we're seeing some signs of life from the Eagles, and, and we see where the Redskins are heading. So the Giants are in a very good position, and hopefully through the halfway mark of the season they could be 6-2, and two, and I think every Giant fan will be very happy. And I think, you know, win or lose of this game, I think Giant fans have to be at least satisfied where they are so far. They have a brutal, brutal second-half schedule, and I think you have to take it one game at a time. But if the Giants do win this game, in New England on Sunday, I think it would be tremendous, and I think there will be a lot of people now playing, paying close attention to the Giants and the weapons that they have around. Well, as always, Eric, thanks for joining me, and me and Eric will be back each and every week to break down the Giant games. You're listening to Football NYC's Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. We'll see you, folks.